Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of We All Might Need a Little Therapy. I'm your host T and thank you for being here this week. I hope you guys are doing well and I'm very excited to talk to y'all today. Um, Hopefully I don't get cut off again. <laughs> this is my second time trying to film and I was kind of deep in and got cut off. I don't know what happened, but it's fine. We move. Um, I hope y'all are doing well. And I hope y'all are following the episodes, you know. I've been having a lot going on in life, so I've just been trying to be consistent with my podcast and get y'all an episode every week um, that'll have some meaning to it. So I hope you guys are taking something from these episodes and just learning something. So today I'm going to be talking about imposter syndrome because man, only and it's something I've been struggling with recently. Um, especially as I have a lot of changes happening in my life, you know, like my move and like possible career changes coming up soon. I've been having a lot of imposter syndrome and, um, it's been crippling me. So I just wanted to talk through it, talk through some of the things I've been thinking about, um, as I go through it and just make sense of it all. Um, and hopefully it helps someone out there because I know we all struggle with imposter syndrome. It's a part of, it's a part of the game. <laughs> and um, I just wanted to talk about it and possibly let y'all know some things that may help because I found some things that I've been trying to do to help it. Um, and maybe it could help you. So. First, I wanted to start off with my notes, y'all, because y'all know it's been a minute since I had a notebook with me while I film, but we back at it. So I did a Google search of imposter syndrome just to have a basis for what I'm going to be talking about. And the definition that I pulled is imposter syndrome is the condition of feeling anxious and not experiencing... My third grade reading level be trying to cripple me, bro. Anyway, let's start over. Imposter syndrome is the condition of feeling anxious and not experiencing success internally, despite high performing externally. So to me, what that means is you feel anxious because you don't feel like you're experiencing success or, I guess, contentness on the inside, despite what you're doing on the outside was actually reality. And, um, man, as a perfectionist, I definitely struggle with imposter syndrome all the time. Um, in many different cases, in my career, in my regular life, um... I think it's I think it's broad, right? And for this episode, I really just wanted to talk about where it stems from for me because I was trying to think about why certain things triggered me. Um and where my imposter syndrome started, like what started it. You know what I mean? <sighs> so I did write some things down and I'm gonna read some of these things that I wrote down. So for where it stems from, I have never hearing good job or I'm proud of you from the people who mattered. So 
Um, (laughs) in reality, like, I feel like people talk a lot about how the opinion of other people shouldn't matter in the brain's broad scheme of things. Um, and I don't really like in, when you hear it, it sounds right. Like, obviously you shouldn't let anybody deter you or impact how you feel about yourself or the credit you give yourself, but let's be real about it. It does impact us. It impacts me. Um, and I feel like it's completely normal. Like as a person, a human being, you want to hear a good job. You want to hear, I'm proud of you from the people you love and the people that hold you up. Right. And when you don't, it's just like, okay, what do I have to do to hear that? You know, what am I not doing right? At least that's how it was for me. I just felt like I never heard it when I needed to hear it. And it made me push myself a lot harder than I needed to push myself. Um, And it also just made me feel like I wasn't deserving of hearing it since nobody was telling me. You know what I mean? Um, Like I was tricking myself into thinking that because nobody thought that way or felt that way about me, then it must not be true. I must not be doing a good job. I must not be worth much to, you know, just give my credit or get my credit. And um, I remember being a kid, like doing something that I thought was a big deal um, or being in school, being in high school. And my school just constantly overlooking my achievements or my parents sometimes overlooking my achievements when I was doing really good things. You know what I mean? And I feel like to them, sometimes it felt like I should have been doing that, but should is, should is a tricky word because should is contingent on a few things. What I could be doing and what I'm actually doing is what we what we worry about, right? But what I should be doing is that's up for debate. And because I was doing what I needed to do, I just felt like I needed a little more support and I needed a little more recognition for that. And when I didn't get it, it made me feel like I wasn't doing enough. You know what I mean? Um so that's one thing. Um Another thing is, ooh, ooh, I have constant, constantly being told you are less than because of your identity. <sighs> um, <laughs> something I still struggle with, but you know, I'm a black woman, okay, and as a black person in general, you're kind of told and held and raised to believe that you're less than because of who you are. Um, Unfortunately, that sticks with you. And it's very mentally draining to always hear or have reinforcement that you're not doing enough or you're not good enough because of who you are, something you can't control, right? Like, I can't change my race. I mean, people have tried to do it, right? (laughs) But I can't change my race. And so 
I definitely get imposter syndrome in certain areas where my race may not be as represented or, you know, things like that. I just don't feel like I belong in that situation. And I know it's mentally me telling myself that, but it also feels like it's an unspoken truth sometimes. And so it kind of messes with me. It kind of makes me think that I'm not good enough to be in certain rooms or fit enough to be a certain, the person that I want to be. You know what I mean? Um, so that's another thing. Whew, okay. Constant criticism is another thing I have written down because, oh man, <laughs> it just goes back to like household for me. Um, I feel like as a kid, like I was constantly criticized by certain adults about things I didn't know were right or wrong. You know what I mean? Um, making mistakes and learning as a child. I feel like sometimes in the black households, we're criticized for those things. If we don't do something quote unquote right or if we don't do something how, or live up to how another person would do something, live up to the standards of another person, it's criticized. Or if you take the role, let's follow, like me doing this podcast, right? Me wanting to talk about mental health, me being very passionate about something that people shy away from. It's been criticized, it's been looked down upon, it's been questioned, um, and now I'm to a point where I'm comfortable in my gift and I know exactly what I want to do. I know exactly what I was, not exactly, but I know part of what I was put here to do. So the criticism doesn't get to me as much as it used to, but it still feeds my imposter syndrome. And it makes me think like, damn, am I doing the right thing? If I'm getting criticized about it, you know, why am I doing this? If I'm getting criticized about it what am I doing wrong to be criticized? You know what I mean? And it just makes me feel, again, like I don't belong in this field. Or if I don't get a certain amount of, or a certain response from something, right? I think, okay, am I doing, am I doing the right thing? Like, what could I be doing better? What's not working for me if it's not going the way I want it to go and, it just feeds into my imposter syndrome because there's something telling me that I'm doing something wrong and that's why I'm not getting the results I want. And it's been really hard for me to regulate my emotions in that way because it's just like, once I feel like I'm not doing something right, I'm over it. (laughs) You know, I don't really want to do it anymore, but I know it's not like real. I know it's the imposter syndrome just trying to knock knock me off of my game. And whew, you just got to stand up to it. But one last thing I have on my list that's really been affecting me is microaggressions at work. Because I've dealt with microaggressions at work since I started working corporate. Since I started working corporate, I've dealt with microaggressions. And... People are ignorant, right? Like the people who are performing 
these microaggressions don't realize what they're saying, which is part of the problem, right? Um, but it really affects me because I don't know how to deal with it. And I don't know how to solve it. You know what I mean? Because it's been instances at work where I'm just like, I'm getting called a name, whether it's sassy, tough, um, aggressive, you know what I mean, by people who do not look like me. And I just, I'm frozen. I'm stuck because I'm like, whoa, how did you get this from that? You know what I mean? And I just, it it just makes me feel like I don't belong here because if that's what you take from what I say, what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? Um, Who am I supposed to be to be the right fit in this environment? And that's constantly how I feel at work. So it's been a struggle for me. Um, Also, just (laughs) with things I'm doing in my personal life, like my move, um, I had a lot of imposter syndrome. A lot. A lot. And for reasons that probably don't make sense (laughs) to some people. But like, okay, I'm in my, my place, right? And I'm just looking outside at the cars. And I'm just like, mm, mm. <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> what am I doing here? Um, I obviously compare my life when I don't need to be. You know what I mean? But I'm just looking like, damn, this kind of, ooh, this kind of crazy. Like, what am I doing here with these people who are doing that? You know what I mean? Um, and it's not like a crazy, like, it's not nothing crazy, but it's just, I just look outside and I'll have a thought like, damn, um, what am I doing? <laughs> am I doing the right thing? Can I actually handle this? Like, you know what I mean? Um, and it will send me to a very negative place of just like, maybe you overestimated this or underestimated it because you see these cars, girl, what a, ooh, mm. You know, so it's just like little things that have been happening over and over again in my mind. And I'm just like, bro, I don't know what to do about this. So um, that's what imposter syndrome has looked like for me. That's a little bit of where it stems from for me and how it's prolonged and multiplied in my mind based on what happens in my life. Right. Um, And so I've been trying to work through some things. I've been watching some videos on it. And trying to just get more educated on what it is and how to face it and how to, I guess, take smaller doses of it um, just to get out of that mindset. Because I feel like it's a mindset thing, right? It's a mindset thing. So for some things that I've been looking into on how to face imposter syndrome, I have like three big ones that I'm looking at. Um... One of them is vulnerability. Okay. Now, I was listening to a podcast about this because I love podcasts. Um, especially like self-help ones where they just talk about how to become a better person or how, how to become a more 
a more regulated person who can regulate their emotions. That's really what I like. That's what I'm trying to fix. And a big thing for these podcasts or these tips on how to face imposter syndrome was being vulnerable about it. So that could look like talking about it when it's actually happening to you, when you're feeling these emotions and not after the fact, Um, which is something I do all the time because in my mind, I feel like people view me as a strong person and people view me as a strong friend sometimes. And I just, girl, sometimes, girl, it don't be giving that. <laughs> sometimes I'll be down in the dumps and I'll be like, bro, I don't, I don't know about this, you know, questioning everything. And I usually save my vulnerability until I figure out whatever I need to figure out. I figure out a solution or whatever the case may be. Um, But what I've been learning is that vulnerability in the moment could be better because one, somebody might be going through what you're going through at the same time you're going through it and y'all can help each other out or support each other, right? Or it could be a thing of when you don't tell someone or express your vulnerability vulnerability in the moment, you kind of isolate yourself from people. And that's not always a good thing, especially, you know, if there are people you care about and people who care about you and they want to be a support system for you. If you don't offer that vulnerability, they can't really help you. You're not letting them in to do that, right? And so it's kind of counterintuitive. Um, but I also learned this new phrase that kind of sums it up. It's called pluralistic ignorance. And basically it's like when we doubt ourselves and don't discuss it, but we're all going through it. Um, And I feel like we do that a lot because a lot of us don't want to talk about hard moments we go through or discuss rough things that we go through in the moment because we, we, we're not taught to do that. I mean, let's just be honest about it. We're not taught to be vulnerable. Um, but it keeps a lot of us stuck in that hard place when we make it a point not to address any hardships we're going through. And I just think it could be beneficial to maybe be vulnerable and be honest about where you are in your struggles because you may be able to help somebody and somebody may be able to help you, right? So that's one thing. Um, another thing I saw about facing imposter syndrome was collecting and revisiting positive feedback. Because I think a lot of imposter syndrome is like negative reinforcement in our minds that somehow we can't escape. And um, it is important to be aware and address positivity in your mind too, because it cancels out the negativity. And, or not cancels out, but it's a balance, you know, because you, you, I don't think it's realistic to not have negative thoughts. Um, but I don't think it's impossible to not have positive thoughts. I think there is a way to balance it, but you just have to do the work to do that. So if you have a friend and they give you a compliment, (laughs) 
a big part of my imposter syndrome is to not accept the compliment and just revert to like, oh, girl, that ain't nothing. You know what I mean? Or whoever gives me a compliment. I just, I kind of dissociate from it immediately because I don't believe it in my mind, right? But no, take the compliment, take the positive feedback, take that, collect it, and put it in your mind and revisit it whenever you have a negative thought, right? So if you ain't feeling like yourself one day and you just feeling like, man, I don't really like how I look today. Like, it's not giving. <laughs> um, I'm not feeling it. Think back to a positive statement that somebody said. Revisit that. Reinforce that in your mind. Maybe that'll help drown out the negativity that you feel at the moment. Now, have I found a way that this works for me yet? No, but I'm trying Okay. And, um, I think it could be a good thing because when you have a negative thought, you can think of a positive one to shift it or try to. Right. So that's another thing. Um, the last one I have for right now is calling out the limiting beliefs. With that, I feel like imposter syndrome is based on limiting beliefs that we put on ourselves um i'm trying to think of an example basically if i don't think i could be at a certain place because of x y and z that's a limiting belief you know because i can be anywhere i want to be if i put the effort and the work forward to get there so calling out those limiting beliefs i think can be very helpful for imposter syndrome because it's like again you're reinforcing positivity or productive thinking instead of negative thinking you know what i mean so for example if i have like a career or a job that i don't think i'm qualified for and now i'm convincing myself that i'm not qualified for that job let's back up let's hold on hold on maybe i am maybe i can do this you know what i mean because i I have strengths strengths in X, Y, and Z, and that'll be great for this role. So why would I not be good for it? You know what I mean? So that type of reinforcement or calling out those limiting beliefs of thinking we, we are not capable of doing something and maybe switching it around to, you know what? I can actually do this. Like, why, why couldn't I do it? You know? So, um... Those are three things that I've been thinking of so far to face and combat imposter syndrome. I feel like it's never something that's going to completely go away unless you really master it. I mean, never say never. Like you could be completely out of that mindset. But I think, you know, it's kind of ingrained in us to question what we do and question our humanhood. And it's sad but it's just a part of the reality. So I think that doing the work to reinforce positivity in your brain and call things out when they happen and be vulnerable could help us possibly limit imposter syndrome. Um, whew, I'm trying every day, y'all, but it's definitely hard because ooh, I'll be getting tested. I'm getting tested and, um, you know, I'm good at tests, but I'm not that good. You know what I mean? Mm. 
certain things, I just, it doesn't register for me. And I, I just, I don't, I don't react well. <laughs> and I get very anxious about certain things, which does not help my imposter syndrome. But I'm trying to take that anxiety and flip it into something that can be productive, you know. So that's my message for today, y'all. I um I hope this helps someone who's dealing with imposter syndrome or who may have dealt with imposter syndrome and doesn't have, you know, any action plans to take to possibly help calm that. But that's my message and yeah. I'll talk to y'all. <laughs> I'm out of it right now. It's like nine o'clock PM. And I don't know how I thought to do this off no sleep, but I did. Um, but yeah, it's okay. I hope this helped y'all and I'll talk to y'all next week. Peace out.